Chapter 1 Bryony Nightingale leaned into the bow window at the front of her children's bookshop and replaced the titles which had enjoyed their time in the limelight. If only she could fit all the children's books in the world into her little shop, she thought, not for the first time. There were so many delectable ones, from the classics to the very latest chart-topping titles. It was a constant source of frustration that her limited shelving couldn't accommodate everything. The bookshop, which was on Church Street in the small market town of Castle Clare, was Bryony's pride and joy, simply called Nightingales. It sat opposite her brother Sam's shop, with Josh's next door to that. But, unlike their classic dark green painted woodwork, Bryony had chosen mustard yellow for her window and door. It was such a happy, jolly colour, and had proved a magnet to the children of the town and its neighbouring villages. It looked, Bryony thought, like the kind of place a Beatrix Potter character would own. Indeed, Bryony looked as if she might have stepped right out of one of the colourful children's books she sold. With her long, dark hair clipped back, or up with an assortment of colourful bands or pins, her patchwork skirts in an array of bold fabrics, and her enormous silver belts teamed with biker boots, Bryony was a vision to behold, and children adored her because she looked so unlike their parents and teachers. Bryony's motto was, Why wear one colour when you can wear seven? Today, which was a cold April day, she was wearing one of her favourite skirts, which was a swirl of blues, greens and silvers. Her hair was tied back with a lemon-yellow scarf and enormous silver hoops dangled from her ears. Her sister Polly had popped into the bookshop after dropping her son at school and had said that Bryony looked like a fortune teller who'd walked through a paint factory at the precise moment it had exploded. Bryony had laughed. Polly had always favoured a much quieter, more conservative palette. Bryony had been running the children's bookshop full-time since graduating, although she'd worked there part-time since she was 14, learning everything there was to learn from her mother, Eleanor. This is your place now, Bryony, her mother had told her that summer, and Bryony still remembered her sense of awe and excitement and the strange, potent silence that had filled the shop after her mother had left it and the little bell above the door had stopped ringing. She'd stood in the middle of the floor, her head spinning at the thought that this was her very own little world now, and she was in charge of it. She'd immediately got to work, painting the shelves in primary colours, buying bean bags and colourful rugs so that her little customers could sit or sprawl in comfort as they perused the shelves and made their choices. The result was a little heaven, and she loved it. She couldn't imagine any other life, and she was proud of what she'd achieved in the six years since she'd taken over the shop, including the children's reading club she'd set up, which was going from strength to strength. Twice a week, after school, parents would come into the shop with their children. Some would stay, and some would take advantage of the safe environment and nip across the road for a quick cup of tea at the Golden Biscuit, leaving their children in Bryony's care. She didn't mind. She encouraged it, in fact. 
she found that she could be much more free and open in her readings if the parents weren't around, often feeling self-conscious about her dramatic performances and sound effects if there was a po-faced parent staring at her. She thought back to when she'd started the reading club, and it didn't take her long to remember because it was in the summer six years ago when she'd taken over the bookshop, the same summer that Ben Stratton had left.